In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, the Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. To me, that means through the word that is brought to me by God through the Holy Spirit of Jesus, I can do all things. Without that word, I can do nothing. But with that word, I can. Two examples of that. On December 6th, 2018, in the middle of the night, I got up to go into the bathroom to get some NyQuil cold medicine. En route to the bathroom, I fell a very, very bad fall on a tile floor. My wrist, left wrist, was doubled totally backward. I knew that I had broken my, right, my left hip. I worked very hardly, hard to turn onto my good hip, my right hip, hoping to crawl to the bedroom where there was a telephone. The bedroom was about five feet away from the place where I fell. It was extremely difficult to do this. I could only go about a quarter of an inch at a time, and then I had to stop. As I was trying to crawl, I heard a word from God. I heard by the Holy Spirit bringing to my mind, I heard, you can do this. Because of that word, I could do that. Without that word, I don't think I would have ever been able to crawl to the phone. As it was, it took me four and a half hours to get there. But every time I would think that I would stop trying to crawl, I would hear that word, you can do this. And I knew it was God showing me the truth. The devil will say, you can't do this. Your flesh will say, you can't do this. But God said to me, you can do this. And I chose to believe God. And I kept crawling. There was no one scheduled into my house for at least a week. I would have been dead, I think, before they got there had I not heard that word from God and believed that word from God and acted upon that word from God. And all this was done by the Holy Spirit, by God bringing truth to my mind from the Holy Spirit. See, this is the thing. You're going to have the devil tell you things, and you're going to have your own flesh give you ideas, but it is the one that's from God that is the truth. The truth is in Jesus, the Word. Therefore, Paul says, 
I can do all things through Christ. And I know that means that word brought to us by God, by the Spirit of Jesus. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. When I got to the phone, it was on the table above my head. I pulled on the phone cord to get the receiver to fall off. But it fell off in a way that I never even saw where it went. But there was a Kindle tablet underneath that table, and it was being charged with a battery charger. If I could reach the Kindle tablet, I might be able to send an email to our church group. So I kept working toward getting to the Kindle tablet. I did get to it. I got it in my hand. I managed to pull up emails on it, and I managed to send an email to our church group saying, Help, Fallen, Send Ambulance. Pam Padgett in Colorado Springs, 400 miles away, got that message. She called the Lubbock, Texas Police Department and asked them to send an ambulance to my house. Then Pam contacted all the people on our mailing list and told them she had already taken care of it. They didn't have to do anything. I heard the ambulance workers at the front door and I knew Pam had I knew somebody in our church group had reached them. They came in and put me on a gurney and began rolling me out of the house to take me to the hospital. As we passed the front door, I heard again from God by the Holy Spirit of God, and what I heard in the form of a thought brought to my mind is this. You'll never see this house again. I was certain that was the Spirit of God. Even from the hospital, I put the house up for sale. I can do all things through that word that comes from God by the Holy Spirit of God. And that's what Philippians 4.13 is saying to us. That word is everything to us. Everything. I cannot imagine living on this earth without the word that comes down from heaven from God. I just can't imagine it. Psalm 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Again, I think that means the same thing Philippians 4.13 means. I have set the Lord before me. The word that comes down from God. I have set that word before me to guide me in the issue that is currently surfacing. Whatever I've heard from God 
is the word that guides me. When you set that word before you and follow it, you will not be moved. The devil will try to do things to destroy you. John 10.10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. The ideas from the devil will be to destroy you. The ideas from our own flesh often are wrong and would destroy us. The ideas from God are truth and life. Another example of setting God before me is the following example. At the time I was born again, a new Christian, I owned a small business in Dallas, Texas, American Indian Arts business. A customer filed a lawsuit against me, took me to court. I heard a word from God, don't testify. I called my lawyer and told him that he might not want to represent me because I had heard from God, don't testify. And he said, oh no, I'll still represent you. He said, now if you testify, we will win this case. If you don't testify, I think Flo, who is one of my women who work for me, I think Flo's testimony will be sufficient to allow us to win. But if you testify, I know we will win. But if you don't testify, that's all right. He said, we'll go ahead and go forward. Jesus said your foes will likely be those people of your own household. Well, that is certainly true. When I told the women who worked for me what had happened, and Flo realized that she was going to be the one to testify, and I wasn't going to testify, she became very angry with me. And she said, now all of the burden is upon me. I said, well, I, I'm very sorry, Flo, but I believe God has told me don't testify, and I can't testify. Then the man I was dating became angry with me, and he said, Joan, you're not doing this girl any favor by not testifying. And I said, well, I'm not trying to do her any favor by not testifying. I believe I have a word from God telling me don't testify so I can't testify. When we got to the court trial, the testimony of Flo didn't go as strongly as my lawyer had hoped. So he said to me, if you could testify, I know we'll win. I said, well, I'll see. And I went into the ladies' room and began praying. I said to God, well, what do you want me to do? And I heard, don't testify. So I went back to the courtroom and just shook my head no and the lawyer never asked me again. We finished the trial, and I was acquitted. So we won the case without my testifying. This is that scripture in Psalm 16. I have set the Lord always before me. That's the word he gave me. It wasn't a scripture in this case, but it was as much of a scripture as any scripture because it was the word of God 
for me at that specific moment in time telling me what God wanted me to do. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. I had a second court case during those early years. In that, God had already told me to get out of debt and stay out of debt, and I had gotten out of debt. But as I went forward with my business, there was a man who was an itinerant jewelry salesman. He came to Dallas and rented a motel room and advertised his product to be 70% less than cost. The Dallas Morning News contacted me and asked me if I would write an article to warn the people and to show them how to purchase authentic Indian art objects. And I said I would, so I did write one. I never really heard of this man at the time I wrote the article. But I warned them in the article that if anyone comes along discounting the objects at a huge discount, they could just know that that person had marked that item up enough to do that. One day at my business, there was this little fat man came in the shop, and he walked up to me, and I noticed immediately that he had he had on a tie, and he had on a tie clasp which was handcuffs. Turned out he was the deputy sheriff. He said to me, little lady, do you know so-and-so? And I said, no, I don't, I don't believe so. He said, well, he knows you because he's suing you for a million dollars, which was ludicrous. I probably had a total of $1,000 at that time. It was such a silly lawsuit that I couldn't even take it seriously. I just tossed the papers over to the side of my office. But then I realized if I didn't respond to those papers in some legal way, this man would get a judgment against me and he could take all of my merchandise and close my shop down. So I called a lawyer and asked him about it and he took the case, would represent me. This man was also suing other artists dealers in Dallas and Fort Worth, and he was suing the Better Business Bureaus of both cities. He charged us with conspiring to keep him from doing business in the Metroplex, which of course was ludicrous. I didn't even know the man. But one thing about the court system is it doesn't matter whether you're guilty or innocent or whether you don't know anything about the situation. If a person wants to file a lawsuit against you, they can do so. At least in the United States, they can. As the weeks passed, I kept receiving big, huge bills from my lawyer. They were eating up the profit to my business. If I continued that way, I knew that I would have to go in debt. And I knew God had told me not to go in debt. One day, I saw a scripture in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. Let me read that to us. It says, No weapon 
that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that's formed against thee will prosper. If that is the case, then why am I paying lawyers to defend me? Why don't I just go to court without any human legal counsel? That's what my thinking was. I'm a Christian now, so this scripture applies to me. So no weapon formed against me would prosper. And this was the weapon formed against me. I was a very young Christian at that time, so I called my pastor and asked him if I could meet with him. I wanted to discuss this with him. En route to the meeting, I was praying for God to give the pastor wisdom. When I explained the situation to the pastor and told him this scripture was leading me to believe that I didn't have to have a human lawyer in this lawsuit, the pastor looked at me and said, Joan, I perceive that you have the faith to do this this way. I left the pastor's office and I called my lawyer and I told him, I said, Gordon, I am a Christian and here is a promise from God to Christians. No weapon that is formed against thee will prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Therefore, this lawsuit against me cannot prosper. And I explained to Gordon that it was just taking all of the money from my business to be able to pay the legal fees. So I told him I had decided to go to court without any human legal counsel. Gordon responded to me by saying, Joan, this is terrible. These men are evil. You can't imagine how evil these courts are. You can't do this. He said it will only take about $10,000 more to try your case. And I said, $10,000 more? Stop, Gordon. Don't do anything else as of this moment. Do nothing else. After that, Gordon came back to my business one day and he said, Joan, we have discussed your case at the law firm and we have decided to represent you without any further cost to you. Now what's going on? Here's one week they're going to charge me $10,000 more and the next week they're going to do the job for free? I didn't hear Gordon say anything about God in this free lawsuit subject. So I said to Gordon, well, I'll just have to get back with you on this subject. I turned to God in prayer and asked him what I should do about this free legal service. 
I was reminded of a scripture where Abraham went out to fight the enemies and the king of Sodom met Abraham and said, take the goods for yourself. I'll let you have them. And Abraham said, no, I won't even take a shoelace from you lest you go about saying, I have made Abraham rich. I knew God was showing me to turn down the free legal service. I don't want my riches to come from anyone other than God. Sometimes I will hear things on television where they advertise a lottery, and I just think, oh, I wouldn't want my money to come from a lottery. What money I have, I want it to be from God. So I turned down the free legal service. Six days before we went to trial, this man dropped all charges against everybody. It was over. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Now go back again and look at Psalms 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me. The Lord is the word, the word given to you by God on the issue at hand. Because I've set him before me, I won't be moved away from my direction. I took these scriptures that God gave me and I recorded them on a cassette tape, front side and back side. And I played that tape all night. I would start it playing before I went to sleep and I would go to sleep with the tape playing of these scriptures. When I awoke in the night, I would turn the cassette tape over and start the tape again. And I did this for weeks. Why? Because it gave me the strength to go forward. Without that scripture, I don't believe that I could have done this. But you see, that's where the strength is. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. When God has given us a scripture by his spirit, and we believe it is from God by his spirit, it is our strength, and it enables us to do things of God. Psalm 119.105 Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. When I hear from the Holy Spirit, hear a word from the Holy Spirit, I know what to do. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This is the only way that I know what to do when a problem strikes. Or even if there isn't a problem, this is the only way I know what to do. That word that is brought up by God from the Holy Spirit shows me what to do in the situation of this life. I don't think I could live on this earth without this. I can't even imagine trying to function on this earth without 
this word that God gives by his spirit. Psalm 119, 130. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. It shows me what to do. At one point in my life, I built a small house in Clovis, New Mexico. The contractor who built the house could not get the house to fit on the lot because the lot was deliberately a smaller lot. I'd done it that way to reduce expenditures in the sense of what it would cost to get the lot. So he built the house, and unknown to me, he changed the plans. And I ended up with a single-car garage instead of a double-car garage and a very small kitchen. My mother was living with me at that time. When we went into the kitchen, it was just we were always running into each other. There was an annoyance and a difficulty. So I began praying, asking God for wisdom about that kitchen. The information didn't come immediately. In that case, it took about four years before the information came to me. I went into the kitchen one day, and it was like a light went on in my head. And I knew what to do about the small kitchen. In that kitchen, there was a pantry. I could move the pantry out to the attached garage, move the refrigerator to the spot where the pantry was. This allowed me to put a rolling table in that kitchen, gave us about five more feet of countertop and storage area. And it solved the problem. It got the kitchen, the refrigerator out of the pathway in the kitchen so that we weren't always running into each other. The entrance of thy words, thy plans, concepts, the things God shows us brings light. Another thing in that particular case was the praying for wisdom. James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. I didn't know how to handle this kitchen, so I prayed for wisdom. God didn't give me wisdom instantly in that situation. There have been many times I've had wisdom very quickly. But in that case, it took about four years before he gave me the wisdom about what to do. So sometimes you have to wait. If you don't hear from God, don't do anything. Do not do anything until you hear what to do. We have such an advantage in dealing with problems because we belong to God. We have the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth, to teach us all things, to remind us of everything Jesus has said, and to show us things to come. That's a tremendous advantage. I think it would be impossible for me on this earth without God 
Jesus, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Think with me for a minute about the subject of God giving us wisdom, of God giving us ideas to show us what to do. Jesus says in John chapter 6, verse 33, For the bread of God is he, the word, which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Verse 45, Jesus says, It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard from God and hath learned from the Father cometh unto me, says Jesus. I am that bread of life. These things are not accidental. Salvation is of God. He speaks to whom he will. And when he speaks to us, we are electrified by the word that he speaks. And as we go through this life over and over, God brings us from heaven the word telling us what to do in each situation of life. John chapter 6, verse 50, Jesus says, This is the bread which cometh down from heaven. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Jesus, the word, is the living bread. Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. I believe that pertains to eating and drinking the word of God. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Jesus says, It is the Spirit that quickeneth, makes you alive. The flesh profits nothing. Haven't you gone around sometimes trying to do something which profited nothing, doing it by your own ideas? I certainly have. And then when you come to your senses and you call on God to help you, He shows you what to do and it's easy to take care of. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. When we have that word from God, we have everything that we need. Jesus says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The devil will bring words to us, thoughts to us, to try to destroy us. The flesh will bring thoughts to us and plans to us which would destroy us. But the words that God brings to us concerning the matter that you're dealing with, the word that God brings will be life to you. Romans 8.14 As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Oh, I see thousands of people go to churches and call themselves Christians, but they don't hear from God and they don't act upon the ideas brought by God. It's those who hear from God and do the word of God that they hear from God who are the sons of God. 
As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This is Joan Boney speaking. I've recorded several things on the subject of following God by His Spirit, so you can find several other recordings on these podcasts on that subject. The scriptures that I've spoken today will be printed out for you on our blog. If you will go to Jesus Ministries Exhortations, on the right-hand side of the home page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that and you can find this broadcast. Click on that and you will have all of these scriptures written out for you that you can read them. Again, the name of the blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.